Hi, it's Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold, guaranteed, or I'll buy it. Thanks for taking a minute to listen in. In a moment, I'll share with you some valuable information about this topic. LALoftBlog.com If you watched my live video webcast yesterday, you could probably notice in my voice was uh, sadness and anxiety. And not just a little bit, but a lot. The reason was because when we were walking, uh, a little girl was running down a hill uh, a little bit like, or a lot like a uh, locomotive that has lost control going downhill. And then she pummeled into my dog, Zizix the Weppy. And so that's why I was uh, upset uh, because uh, trying to keep my little dog from getting um, hurt is one of my most challenging, one of the most challenging parts of living in Los Angeles for me in central Los Angeles. Um, it may not be the area, it might be the, um, this is my first small dog that I've ever had, so my big dogs didn't, didn't, never needed really any protection. They were, um, big, and we were in suburban neighborhoods where it was just walking down the sidewalk, um, whereas here, there's a lot more things going on, a lot more people, homeless people, crazy people, um, there's poor people who are uneducated, there's a bigger variety. There's also more amazing, you know, award-winning Emmy, Academy Award, Emmy Award-winning people walking around as well. So in LA you just get more of everything, more good and more bad. So that's why I only walk him in the good neighborhoods now. In the neighborhood we were walking was, uh, the park we were walking in was uh, one of the better neighborhood parks, Deb's Park. Uh, but the uh, little girl was obviously a little out of control. And um, I'm sure if you asked them, they would blame me. Uh, I'm sure they would say, you didn't have your dog on a short enough leash. My dog was only a few feet away from me uh, on his leash, but that particular leash was somewhat in invisible, especially for an out-of-control freight train girl. Um, but anyway, that's so that's one of the most... And I've actually had people... I've had more, more than one adult in Los Angeles uh, tell me that they were going to kill my dog. So, definitely not my imagination when people say, I'm going to kill your dog, I'm going to kill your dog, I'm going to kill your dog. Uh, it's definitely not paranoia. That's actual danger for my dog and actual pit bulls biting, clamping down and injuring my dog and, and me. So, that's just a fact, a one of the most unfortunate facts of life for me now. It could be something about me and my dog that is attracting this. My dog is um, 
personality-wise, he's one of the most um, aggressive dogs. <clears throat> but he's um, part Chihuahua, so he is aggressive like a Chihuahua. Which means he can get extremely aggressive, but nothing happens. There's no biting. He can act like he's going to bite. He can act like he's biting, and there's, but there's no bite. So that's the way my dog is. Come, come. If you see any properties that are of interest to you, let us know. We will gladly send you a property information packet on any loft, condo, or house, or property private previews available upon request. We're showing Alta Lofts unit number 115 tomorrow, Friday. What is this? This is, I try not to give the dates too often because I don't want to date my audios and videos, but tomorrow is November 18th. It's a Wednesday tomorrow, so we're showing that tomorrow. If anybody wants to come and look at it, this is the, uh, got about five people who said they want to see it, and I think at least two or three of them are going to show up tomorrow to see it. So, um, it's a good deal for 960 square feet, uh, asking $2,250, and then it has a balcony, a large balcony, so, um, some people need a balcony, and there's not very many 960-square-foot lofts with balconies for that price. 960-square-foot loft with a balcony in Los Angeles is usually going to be closer to 3,000. Because they're just not very, there's not very many of them. Uh... The downside of that unit is that it's across the street from uh, construction. They're building a six-story um, hotel. I think it's a extended-stay hotel slash short-term apartments across the street. And it's only like less than halfway done, so still going to be some considerable noise, construction noise, during the um, daytime. And uh, they start making a little bit of noise as early as like six or seven in the morning. They start driving trucks up there and dropping things off and so forth. And then the loud noise, jackhammers and nail guns starts at about eight o'clock in the morning. But the unit itself is nice and big. And uh, it's not as big as my loft. Uh, my loft is 1,200 and somewhere around 1,250 square feet, but for two people. And way too much clutter, so my loft does not end up being so big. The way that the loft is being lived in right now, the, there's no clutter. The furniture is just the right size, so... The loft looks really nice in the pictures, thanks to that tenant. Uh, and they are right-sized furniture. 
and the way that they have the place looking a very, uh, what's the word for it? Simplified. Minimalist is the word I was thinking of. And minimalist looks good for lofts. Um, it could use maybe one, it could use a very decorative lamp, I think. A decorative industrial style lamp. You could probably use something that's really creative on the walls. Um, but besides that, it looks super, looks very good. Uh, and that's at 200 North San Fernando Road, unit number 507. Let's talk more about the LA Loft blog. That's, we might talk about the LA Loft blog more tomorrow. So this might just be a warm up for tomorrow. Well, this might be the main course. Tomorrow might just be a quick recap about the LA Loft blog. Mm, I think, no, I think we'll get that article done tonight about the LA Loft blog. It might not get done until almost midnight. Might not, might not even get done until uh, tomorrow morning. In which case, we might talk about the LA Loft blog again, or we might just ramble on. I wanted to talk about the economy and how to take advantage of it. I think I came up with a couple new new things. Most important thing about the economy is that it's going to be getting worse in 2021 rather than better. There might be some. There, I mean, there will be some improvements in some areas, just as there have been some improvements in some areas over the last few months. But overall, mo more things are going to be getting worse uh, as people realize that uh, people are still in panic mode, people are still in hysteria mode especially the media and the politicians. Uh, Middle America is, is uh, wiser as far as liberty goes. My friends here in the big city are less wise, or we could say they just value liberty less because they are like China. They are more big city, big population, uh, sharing is caring, um, and giving is living, which is great, but it's not so good for maintaining freedom, liberty, uh, or free enterprise. Big cities really need to work in conjunction with uh, the more conservative people in the small towns. There's no, I mean, you're not going to have, be having any um, livestock farms. You're not going to be having any, <laughs> not everybody can afford to eat the uh, $12 a pound vegetables that are grown in a big city. <laughs> Some people can afford that, but not most. Certainly the lady and her runaway trained daughter 
they're not eating $12 a pound, um, you know, radicchio grown in the city. They're eating the uh, <clears throat> 10 pounds for a dollar uh, stuff. So, and Okay, let's go this way. Walking the dog as usual in Rio de Los Angeles Park. LA Loft Blog. Let's talk more about the LA Loft Blog since that's supposed to be our topic for today. So the LA Loft Blog has been a big hit as far as websites goes. A small neighborhood niche website, although it is a pretty big neighborhood, downtown Los Angeles, and really all of greater Los Angeles um, as far as loft condominiums and houses with character. We're going to be promoting more about the houses with character stuff and in, in all neighborhoods. Um, <clears throat> but people still, most people still contact me for lofts, even though it's somewhat paralyzed. Um, one person used, one economist used deer in the headlights. So I should spend a minute talking about deer in the headlights. So I've used the word paralyzed. And a better word might be deer in the headlights. Because that's descriptive that there's uh, like a danger. Uh, an unknown danger that causes people to freeze. Now, children and animals, especially animal children, like a baby deer, it's pre-programmed to freeze when there is a potential danger so that that danger does not see you because that danger is often a, uh, you know, a vicious, a wolf. And when a deer freezes, baby deer becomes somewhat invisible. Whereas if that deer runs, that wolf will see it, the movement in its peripheral vision, and will take a close look and immediately start chasing it. In fact, it'll probably start chasing it if the movement looks deer-like it will probably start cha chasing it even before it knows what it is. Just a built-in pre-programmed reaction. So the deer in the headlights is what we're seeing humans doing. Or you can call it being paralyzed. People don't know what to do. They're scared. Not everybody's scared. But if you're not scared of the crazy virus then you might be scared of the public's overreaction, the public panic, the economic damage. That scares me uh, a thousand times more than the crazy virus. Because that's real, and it's actually causing damage, economic damage, physical damage, and damage to our health. 
because when people have less money, less resources, um, everyone's health gets damaged. In fact, people just, unfortunately, 80% of people just listen to whatever the mainstream news tells them. Mainstream news tells people to be panicked, be hysterical, um, and to be scared. And they attempt to create this fear. Mm, They try not to outright lie because they'll get caught and they'll get punished one way or another for their outright lies. So they try to go just short of outright lying. They try to talk about cases, 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 cases. Oh, cases, there's so many cases. Oh, there's more cases. There's new cases. There's growing cases. There's cases. There's, there's growing cases. And then... 80% of the population ignores the fact that cases is, just means that someone's been tested or suspected that they may have contracted the crazy virus or they may have come in contact with the crazy virus and not even contracted anything. And so that's what, uh, that's what, why people are scared is because it's politicians and media doing the same thing. Oh my God, there's cases. Oh my God, there's cases. And then it's a fraud. The reason it's a fraud is because they are not disclosing what the heck they're talking about. They're not disclosing that people are not usually dying from these cases. They're not disclosing that people are usually healthy during these cases. They're not disclosing that the actual death rate is similar to seasonal flu. Cases, cases, cases. Oh my God, we're having a spike. It's a spike, it's a spike in cases. It's a spike in cases. That's the mainstream news media. That's fostering panic. That's creating um, hysteria. And they have reasons to do that. They have political and monetary economic reasons to do that because they benefit. They benefit economically and they benefit politically by behaving that way. They're behaving in a way that's a fraud. And it affects you and me and most of the people that we know. That's why I talk about it because it's having a direct effect. It's causing this paralysis, and it's causing this deer-in-the-headlights syndrome that, I, that I'm talking about, that, I'm, that we're seeing play out in real life. It's causing people to not go to the doctor. The same people that are the most panicked and most hysterical are the ones that are not going to see their doctor to get their cancer screenings, their health screenings, their checkups and their health is actually getting worse because of their panic. This is what I knew would happen. This is because I read history and just being middle-aged and experienced. 
and knowing really knowing economics, like only two percent of the population understands economics as well as I do. Most people have never had, don't have the economics education and the economics research. So socioeconomics. Um, social studies and economic studies. Those are things that uh, I think social studies as a kid was mostly about history, right? But I think it was about uh, people and history. I guess that's why it was called social studies instead of history when we were in elementary school. Because uh, if you give just random facts to kids, they will their eyes will glaze over and they will uh, not be able to listen and not be able to comprehend and they will not be able to understand, process, or retain the information. So they have to link it to people, interesting people and the interesting things that people did. Like Christopher Columbus, who discovered America, but now apparently he was a racist in um, Native American uh, massacre agent of death, which is not very true. <laughs> he had a very tiny army. I think it was much too small to be called an army. He had uh, um, they had to fend off. Um, attackers wherever they went. And uh, if anyone is to be really blamed or have their statues ripped down, it's the army. Army generals of the 1700s and 1800s who massacred uh, Native Americans mostly because they were being attacked or robbed, but I'm sure a lot of it was overreaction and the, there were more innocent people massacred than there should have been, which is usually what happens when people go on the warpath, including Native Americans who massacred the settlers and Native Americans who massacred each other. Are we going to tear down statues of Native Americans because Native Americans killed other tribes? I don't think so. So, Christopher Columbus discovered the New World. It's a fact. Uh, he was not the first person to discover it, but he was the first person to create an ongoing trade route from Europe to the Americas. And that is a fact. Christopher Columbus was the first person to create a trade route between the old world and the new world, meaning Europe and the Americas. And to the socialists and communists who don't appreciate a trade route, just take off all your clothes, your, move out of your house, get out of your car, 
<laughs> take off your jewelry, spit out your food, stop looking at Netflix because that all came from trade, international trade. And uh, people who don't like international trade, whether they are liberal lunatics or right-wing wackos, they should all go live in a cave and get away from the world trade because that's the only way to get rid of it. Liberal, lunatic, socialist, communists, and right-wing, racist, right-wing wackos can all should all go live in the same cave together and ha- hash out their differences inside that cave because global trade is the name of the game. And yeah, certainly it's got to be done in a way that doesn't completely wipe out um, my dog is really eating grass like a cow. Are you a puppy cow? That people want to keep their culture and not go to just a single one world culture. But that's probably what's going to happen. (laughs) Culture in the future is going to be like uh, Disney World in Florida. (laughs) It's still going to be there, but it's going to be orchestrated and commercialized. French culture is going to be in France world. France world is going to have, uh, you know, a Louis-style mansion with uh, Louvre and paintings and wine and cheese and an Eiffel Tower. That's, that's going to be your culture of the future. In, in France world. And eventually everything is going to be globalized, homogenized, commercialized. Maybe not everything, not 100%, but that's the way things are going. And, uh, yeah, I think France should stay France. France has been losing its Frenchness. And I think it should probably do a better job of retaining its Frenchness. In Switzerland, they said no, no minarets, no minarets, because Switzerland wants to be Swiss. They want to be a combination of German, French, and Italian, and they want to stay that way. They want to stay French, German, Italian, aka Swiss. Mostly German. Um, German with that Italian and French uh, component and a little bit of Latin. Um, So, America. America is the leader in commercialism and international trade. The average, I mean, China is going to keep eating some of America's lunch, maybe more. But China is going to do the same thing that Japan did, which was eventually max out. The only reason they're eating some of our lunch is because 
they're eating a much cheaper lunch. They're eating the cheapest pieces of our lunch. They're eating the bits of three-day-old rice out of our lunch. They're eating the dried fish that's a year old out of our lunch, and they're eating the fish heads out of our lunch. They're eating the grease out of the sewer, reused sewer grease out of our lunch. Uh, those are the parts of our lunch that we want them to eat. <laughs> That's what China's actually eating. <laughs> so, in China, they probably cannot explain it as good as I can. But that's the fact. The average American household is about $60,000 a year or whatever of income. The average household in China is about $12,000 a year. So, do the math. $60,000 of yearly household income in the United States versus 12000 annual income, household income in China. And they probably have to feed uh, one or two or more additional people out of that income. So the per person, per capita income is less than that. It's more, closer to like... Nine thousand, eight, nine, eight, seven thousand dollars in China. So they're not eating our lunch as far as eating. They're not eating our caviar out of our lunch. They're not eating our uh, prime rib. They're eating the old fish heads out of our lunch. So, uh, back to L.A. Loft blog, www.laloftblog.com. The L.A. Loft blog is the authority of urban Los Angeles real estate. Lofts are industrial commercial conversions and condos with character, apartments with historic or industrial character, or simply with exposed plumbing and concrete features, things like that. Open spaces, more open, openness, open concept. And most of the bed areas are open. No, not so many bedroom doors or bedroom walls. So that's lofts. And the LA Loft blog is about lofts in Los Angeles, in downtown, and throughout the city, and throughout the Los Angeles metropolitan area, and throughout greater Los Angeles and Southern California. I think I see a wreath here. Maybe somebody died or something 
Maybe some, maybe something good happened. I guess you can have a wreath when something good happens. Let's see if we can take a look here. Maybe somebody was had a birthday and they left it here. Come here. Let's see if it says anything. There's no picture. Maybe it's for this monument of those. Oh, in honor of those who serve. Rio de Los Angeles Veterans. Oh, it's for me. Isn't that nice? A wreath of flowers for me. In honor of those who serve. It's a little veteran's plaque. Well, that's not, that's a whole lot better than uh, someone having died here. Because it's not a Memorial Day, it's a Veterans Day. It's for people who are still alive, alive and dead. Isn't that nice? I'll take a picture of it as soon as we're done with the audio. And it's just a few steps away from the little uh, outdoor book library. Take a book, leave a book. Tomar un libro, deja un libro. Gift or GPIA? Not sure what that means. Looks like the park office is open. No, it's shut. So anyway, that's an uplifting thing. People appreciate veteran. What are you eating off the ground? Uh, let's finish talking about the LA Loft blog. It's already been 34 minutes of me rambling about miscellaneous stuff. So take a look, www.laloftblog.com. We just added some features, the paid upgrade features. One is for the upgraded three-hour tour. The upgraded three-hour tour gives people priority. It also gives them, uh, normally when an agent shows properties, they just show the agent properties that pay the agents. And then if they want to see the other properties that don't pay agents, they got to find them on their own and you know good luck finding the best deals that way it's hit and miss so the three-hour tour allows us to take people to the loft condos where you need an agent to get in you cannot get in without an agent and we help them with the properties that do not pay agents because it's a paid tour we're able to help them with all the best matches that do not pay agents, which is a lot, like more than half. So if you're just having an agent show you a couple properties and then taking them out, that's fine if that works, if you find one you like. But you may be missing out on, you know, almost 60% of the other properties, almost 60% of the potentially good amazing loss and good deals. So the three-hour tour allows you to get help with both from someone who knows all the buildings 
almost all the buildings very well with many years of experience in these buildings. So that's the uh, that's you can find that that's on the LA Loft blog, and you can get to it directly www.laLoftTour.com. Then we added some other upgrades as well, some of which are taking off, which is Loft Blog Premium. You know, the regular Loft Blog is Loft Blog free, no cost, free. And then the Loft Blog Premium is uh, costs a little bit of money, and it, and it allows people to get, to get access to all of the really most valuable proprietary information. All the things that we don't normally give out to people because we don't have time or it's, uh, you know, it requires uh, more elaboration, uh, the advanced stuff, and the, um, and all that stuff. So that's $29 a month. And I'm going to make a more prominent premium link and uh, we created some buttons there on the they're all on the LA Loft Tour page they're all on that www.laLoftTour.com but we're also going to be putting some more connections I see a hawk in the it was a big hawk. We helped rescue a hawk. At least I think we helped rescue a hawk because there was a hawk here that was seemed to be stuck in the baseball equipment cage behind the baseball field here at Rio de Los Angeles Park. Uh, and it did not know how to get out. There was a hole in the top of the baseball equipment cage but the hawk probably saw the hole to get in but then once it was inside the hole was much more difficult to see and it was not able to get out so I and another guy got a large branch we found a very brightly colored empty candy box and put it on the edge of the branch and then we stuck this large tree branch or medium sized tree branch into the hole and stuck it so it was sticking from the top of the hole into the in, into the cage that way the hawk could see this very easily see this branch with this bright fluorescent green empty candy box stuck on it and uh, it apparently it worked because I came back a few days later and the hawk was no longer in the cage I also put a cup of water right outside of on the ground next to the cage so the bird could drink the water potentially from either inside the cage or outside through because it was a chain-link fence type of cage. And there was no sign of the hawk, so it probably got out through that branch 
that was hanging into the cage where the hawk could see it. And it was a very bright green candy, empty candy box that, that was, would have been hard to miss. <laughs> and hawks have good vision. Uh, the only reason it couldn't see the hole was because um, anybody would have had hard, a hard time seeing the hole, uh, especially if they, um, especially if they were uh, inside that cage and. A hawk doesn't necessarily know what a chain link fence is. <laughs> so, uh, what else? LALoftBlog.com. So we're going to be adding these uh, premium services to the LA Loft Blog. www.LALoftBlog.com. Uh oh, our time is up. We got to be somewhere to show a house. As I mentioned earlier, a property information packet is available on any loft, condo, or house, or private previews available upon request. Call 213-880-9910. Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold, guaranteed, or I'll buy it. Thanks for joining me for this discussion about the LA Loft blog, and we'll talk to you again very soon. Bye-bye.